in a world few have dared to explore. Two men set out on an epic journey to answer life's manliest questions. From the Fortress of Smoothitude in Lawrence, Kansas, it's The Gentleman Podcast with Glenn Stansberry and Brian McKinney. Welcome to the Gentleman Podcast. I'm Brian McKinney. I'm sitting to the left of the distracted Glenn Stansberry. But that's not fair. <laughs> that's why you were so. <laughs> okay. I got... All right. So I had a clip about Chris Farley, mm-hmm. and I had to share it with you. Yeah. And it may have been a little long. Well, let's see. We talked about 311. Uh, did. Chris Farley. <laughs> I guess that's it. Just 311 and Chris, uh, Chris Farley. The media day for KU football. Media day for KU football. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, well, maybe I'm anyway. a little distracted, but I'm like a, I'm like a cheetah right now. I'm, I've got my eyes on the, what the antelope running away. Mm. Yeah, across the gazelle, across the uh, African. Let's just get going. Brian. Speaking of gazelles, <laughs> Glenn, we we're co-founders of a site called Gentleman.com, uh, and gazelles are fast mm. and limber. Mm. Much like the gentleman community. Yes. Able to pounce on stuff. Able to post something at a moment's notice. That's right. Much like the majestic gazelle. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful thing to watch. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You show up to the site, you just sit back and behold. Mm. It's like going on an African safari, Mm -hmm. I imagine. I've never been on an African safari, but if I had, I would think it would be Mm. very similar to going to gentleman.com. I've never been on one either. Um, we don't have to. Because are, we, are we talking about the kind of safari where you actually like shoot stuff? Or just go out into the wild wilderness. Oh, okay. Yeah, probably shoot stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Only animals that are sanctioned to be uh, yeah, shot at of course. for uh, purely hunting uh, wildlife and uh, eating purposes, I think. <laughs> Whatever's legal in... A- animals? Yeah. What a, uh, you can uh, shoot other jeeps? What do you... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, dinosaurs? Uh, dinosaurs. I don't know. Okay. I don't yeah. know what's in Africa. And this is... I think you're confusing um, the the Jurassic Park uh, movie that just came out mm. and maybe... Oh, so that's um, a movie. Uh, yeah. Okay. So yeah. that's where I was... <clears throat> yeah. That's okay, I thought though. that was a news story. <laughs> it probably will be. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But... Okay. Well, I'm glad I, I'm glad you got that cleared up. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, uh, and I'm the distracted one. Well, anyway. Okay. Let's just uh, let's move on. Okay. okay. Uh, once you have gone on your Afri- African safari uh, on gentleman.com, you can go over to podcast.gentleman.com where things get even weirder. <laughs> uh, you can listen to previous episodes if you want. Mm. Uh, it's you know with with a warning. A disclaimer. Be careful out there. Yeah. It's a wild world. Listen at your own expense. That's right. Um, we'll do things like review beers. Yes. That we'll, has been known to happen on we'll occasion. T- we'll talk about, you know, hot button issues. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about, you know, things that have been notable That's on true. Gentlemen. And, true. And, and, and it's not safe. No, it's not. But man was not meant to be safe, Brian. Just just wear your protective, uh, your protective earmuffs and uh, it'll be fine. And a cup. And a cup. Yeah. Um, so anyway, visit podcast.gentleman.com. You can follow along with the links from this show. You can check out other episodes at your own risk. You can do some other stuff on there. Yeah. 
And if you, when you, as you want to get in touch with us, mm. you can do so by sending a letter to the PO, sending a letter to PO Box four four two three zero five Lawrence Kansas six six zero four four. Send it over to the gentleman mailbag, and Glenn and I will take the letter. We will get it. We will ponder it. We will put it up on the Hall slash Wall of Fame, which we know is the Hall of Fame, and we will talk about it on the uh, next podcast episode. If you send it right away. Mm. It's like uh, Amazon Prime delivery. If you want to get it in the next episode, right. uh, please send the letter within the next 48 hours <laughs> and choose one-day shipping. Yeah. And Maybe put another stamp on it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, if you can't if you can't do that, uh, we actually have this electronic service mm-hmm. that is uh, unique to Gentleman.com where mm-hmm. actually you can go to um, an internet terminal and type in the address howdy at Gentleman.com. And then you hit send, you hit the send button. I don't know how all this stuff works, but anyway, yeah. um, you hit send button, and then actually we receive the message somehow electronically. It's kind of like that Willy Wonka thing where they like he turns into the television and he transports something. Yeah. I don't know. That's how I figured it worked. I, I don't know how this internet thing... Yeah, I don't know. We'd have to ask Willy Wonka, I guess. Fiber? Yeah. You know, maybe that's maybe that's like the Willy the Wonka... fibers... Yeah. Dig, you put... I don't know how that works. Hmm. Anyway, somehow we get a we get a message electronically if that happens. So anyway, I guess that that address appears to be howdyatgentleman.com. Right. And as if far we can, as I know, if we can figure out how to send replies with it, we will we'll yeah. do that. So exactly. Obviously, the the best choice is a letter. Yes. So that that'll that'll guarantee you uh, that we will receive it, and we will uh, we may may reciprocate. Mm. Send something back over to you. Yep. So anyway. All right, Glenn. Uh, let's get on with the uh, episode we're talking about the drink of the week. Mm. Um, I went to the store yesterday, Glenn. Today. Not yesterday, today. It was a, <laughs> it was a few hours ago. <laughs> it seemed like yesterday. And I found this this brewing company that we haven't talked about on the podcast before. That's quite a feat. And I, I don't think I've ever had a beer from this company before either. Oh, so this will be... I haven't either. So this will yeah. be... This will be... This will be a true first. Hot off the presses. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the Humboldt Brewing Company out of Northern California. Mm. And I don't know a whole lot about this brewing company. They have a little bit of a weird history. Uh, I, was, I was reading back through the, their, their description of the, the company. And it says that they came out... They started in like 1987... And they came out with this hemp beer. <laughs> okay, no. like a hemp brown no. ale or something. No, 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 no. And then they won some award no. for it. No. But they weren't able to... Um, Worst beer ever? No. Is that what they won? They, they, I want to say it was like, uh, you know... Let me, let me, let me look this Didn't up. did you make soap with hemp? 1987, uh, they won the gold at the California State Fair Craft Brewing Competition. When there was like five craft brewers in the entire nation. Uh, yes. Uh, so they so, took fourth? So they, they won. They took gold um, with their hemp ale. And so subsequently, they started to get some notoriety from that. And they needed to produce more beers. Unfortunately, the only beer they knew how to produce was hemp ale. <laughs> so they had to get this guy, Firestone. <laughs> the guy's name is Firestone Walker. Or maybe Firestone Walker is a... Oh, Firestone Walker must be a, a brewing company. So they, they enlist this other company to help them produce these other beers. <laughs> then Firestone Walker buys the Humboldt Brewing Company and he changes the name to Red Nectar Brewing. 
and uh, then blah 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 blah. Somebody buys the brewing company again, and they they rename it back to Humboldt Brewing Company. Weird. Uh, yeah. So was it the original owners that bought it back? Or? I don't know. That's bizarre. Um, Total Beverage Solutions. That sounds like a conglomerate, right? That sounds like a local company. <laughs> Standardized <laughs> beverages. Yeah. Mass um, beverages. So anyway, that's kind of where we're at now. Hmm. That brings us up to speed on the um, on the Humboldt Brewing Company. I-, I will say, Brian, this is a little quite a, quite a different story than most breweries tell. Usually, it's like my grandfather right. found this ancient scroll in the basement, hidden behind in a, a cave. Brick. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and it took me ten years to perfect it. But right. here it is, my hemp beer. Yeah. So anyway, I don't know. This is so anyway. The, I I wanted to try this hemp beer. Because, and they spend a great portion of their website convincing people that the hemp beer does not have anything to do with marijuana. That hemp seeds are completely different than marijuana. So you, what you're telling me right now, this beer that we're going to consume has hemp in it. No, it doesn't. Okay. But okay. It, th- that doesn't matter. The hemp is like uh, a hop almost. Yeah, I know. I'm yeah. just... Yes. So anyway... You this, can also make rope with it. Yes. So this is not, this is not their hemp brown ale, okay. which I was looking for, but I couldn't get a hold of this is the red nectar okay which is again the accolades just won't stop for their beers in fact they won the um silver medal at the 2012 california state fair um and at the denver international beer competition they won the bronze medal in 2013 wow so highly highly a lot of accolades for this beer hey i I'm looking forward to it, Brian. This is American style amber ale, um, alcohol by volume, five point four percent. I've used thirty five. Thirty five. Okay, so, so a little bit of hops. Yeah, enough to to let you know it's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it'll be an ale, so it'll be kind of middle of the road in terms of complexity and yeah, stuff. all that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If we were snobs, we'd get into it more, but we're not. Mm-hmm. So we, we just. just we just only have the most, you know, advanced and proprietary rating system right. for beers ever. But we only have <laughs> the world's only scientific rating system. <laughs> what do we know about it? Yeah. <clears throat> All right, Brian. So as we were talking about the mustache with scale, mm-hmm. uh, it uses a few factors to we use to rate these beers. One is price. How much was the six pack? Eight ninety nine. Eight ninety nine. Good. That's good. Slightly high. Slightly high. We, our, our median is about eight fifty. So slightly high. But a, a solid price. Yep. Uh, the hops, we, we don't like hops over, what do we say, 50? 50, 60 range. Is that, is that the current the scale high. that we're using yeah. in the MTS? Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's under there. And yep. it's, uh, you know, um, what else? What else do we? 5.4%. It's, you know, standard. Standardized, yeah. All right. So we got a really, there's no, in terms of rating factors, there's nothing hindering it or helping it. Is right. What it seems like. Mm-hmm. The only thing left is the taste. That's right. Which is where we come in. Cheers, right. Brian. Cheers. Hmm. That's pretty good. It's not bad. Yeah. It's got just a tiny bit of hops. What? So, it's an all-natural ale. Do you know what, what the difference is between like an all-natural ale and... Yeah, it's gluten-free. Really? No. Okay. <laughs> you would have... You wouldn't have fooled me. I mean, you would have... Yeah, I would have read with that. I don't know what that means. Um, and they don't explain that either. I mean, aren't all beers all natural? Maybe they meant to say all natural. <laughs> and it got like, there's a mix-up at the printer. 
Yeah. They wanted it to be French. Mm. Au, au naturel. Au naturel. Yeah. And they're like, oh, all natural ale. Okay, yeah. let's just slap it on there. Yeah. Yep. Maybe they got it printed here in the Midwest or something. <laughs> yeah. Now, what was that again? Yeah. All natural? Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. So, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that all natural means. <clears throat> I, You know, we'll have to get back and, and maybe circle back next week and, and mm-hmm. talk about what all natural ales are. I, um, I think I like this. I think this is pretty good. This is a good summertime ale. Yeah, it's not... It's just real middle of the road and just about everything. You know it's what I mean? It's true. That, that is the one thing about it is that it's so laid back. Like, it's just... You don't... There's not a whole lot of... We, we have had the pleasure... Personality. Too. Yeah, we have had the pleasure of reviewing beers where it seems like you take a drink and the heavens open and yeah. the choir's just... Oh, yeah. You know? And that's not... I mean, that's not saying this is bad. It's a solid beer, but... This is like Log of the Messina. There's gold in the middle of the road, man. <laughs> don't don't try to you know just make it real smooth right in the middle. All right, and uh, that's right. where you that's thank, where you're. At. Thank you for dropping that reference. <laughs> oh man. Mm. Well, I'd say it's that's pretty good. good. I'd say it's pretty good. It's good. Um, it's kind of it's almost tastes like flowery kind yeah. of. Yeah, it's supposed to have a tiny bit of like I don't know, you know. Yeah, they do something. Yeah. Okay, Glenn. Hmm. Well, what are you thinking on the uh, MTS score for yourself? Well, all right. I think I uh, all things all things considered, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to give this a seven nine. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm okay. going to be at. Okay. Um, I I would give this a I'd give this a seven seven. I think mm-hmm. it's. I, it's good. I like it. It's just the price is slightly high, mm-hmm. a little bit higher than normal, and taste is, is, is pretty it's pretty refreshing, but it doesn't yeah. really stand out to me. If you have two two different if you, if, if this beer is sitting in the cooler next to another beer, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. I you might pick the other one. Yeah. Doesn't mean it's bad. No. Some people really, probably really like this. But. I would give this the bronze medal at the California State Fair. <laughs> That's kind of what I was thinking. Uh, so it's not going to... Probably... Well, no. We can't say for sure until no. you run it through the, the machine, but it's sure. probably not going to crack eight. Probably I would not. assume. Probably not, but you never know. Probably going to be higher than the six. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah. I guess we just let the machine... Do, have you entered the access code? Yes. The... Yeah. Well... <laughs> We can't uh, we can't actually do that with the recording going because somebody oh, might right. hear the yeah, tones yeah, yeah, yeah. of yeah. the code and like extrapolate out the. Yeah. It's like Mission Impossible. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, we don't want to. But anyway, the point is, yes, I already have. Um, I've already turned my key. Okay. You turned your key earlier, yeah. so we got it all. Flip the, the red switch. Um, okay, Glenn. And so we said, uh, let's type this in the MTS computer here. I said, okay. So we said this was a five point four percent alcohol. Yes. The price was eight ninety nine. Yes. As uh, 35 IBUs, mm-hmm. um, and then let's see here. You gave it a 7.9. I did, and I gave it a 7.7. And okay, well let me. Okay, we got to give it uh, give the MTS computer a few minutes here, and then we will know what the official mustache twist scale rating is for this year. It's gonna be good. Should be good. We'll see. Okay, Glenn. The uh, the MTS computer mm-hmm. right now. I just pulled off the hot off the press. Yes, uh, and it is a seven point eight. Wow. So wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Goodness. Now we know. 
Uh, 7.8 on the mustache twist scale, the empirical beer rating system that we created. There are other beer rating systems out there, Brian. Yeah, but they're not scientific. They're not, but occasionally we check them to just kind mm-hmm. of see how far off they are. It's true. <clears throat> compared to the MTS. Right. And our favorite is probably beersnob.com. Yes. Mm-hmm. I just journeyed over there, and uh, it looks like they are giving the Red Nectar by Humboldt Brewing Company an 82. Mm. I'm not really surprised by that. No. Because they're snobby about stuff, so no. it doesn't fit their taste profile. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. Um, they, they classify it as an American amber slash red ale. Okay. I mean, red kind of goes with a red nectar name, which yep. makes sense, but I'm still a little confused by the all-natural ale. I don't know what that means. I don't really care. Neither right do now. I. Neither do I. It could be all fake. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. Are all you, unnatural. Are you trying to say that a, a brewery or <clears throat> a company that makes alcohol would fake, you know, no. a name or no. a history? I would or, hope not. I trust yeah, alcohol I companies com- <laughs> implicitly, so I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we, we'll, we'll figure it out. Anyway, Glenn, uh, let's get on to some interesting posts from Gentleman.com the last week or so. All right. Well, we've had some great posts by the community this week. It's true. Um, we can't talk about them all, but <clears throat> here's some of the best. Starting off, our good buddy on your keister. Mm-hmm. Great name, great gentleman user. And this is a great article because mm-hmm. it is titled, If This Wasp Stings You, Just Lie Down and Start Screaming. I don't know about you, Brian, but that had me hooked. Yeah. I uh, clicked over, and it's a Wired article. And they're talking about the uh, tarantula wasp. Ah, and the tarantula wasp, of course, is well. Let's back up. So the title talks about what you should do if you're stung by it. Mm. Well, how do we know what we're supposed to do if we're stung by it? This guy Justin Schmidt uh, is an entomologist and has gone through the paces of getting stung by lots of bugs so that he can rate them in terms of pain. Mm. It's like the MTS, but for bug stings and right. pain. Gotcha. Um, I'm glad we're doing sense. the MTS. Yeah, uh, I, I, that would that would be my preference too. Right. So. Just for just for reference here, he's got um, the fire ant is a four, along with the bullet ant, and both those guys hurt a lot. Then it says you get to a uh, the tarant well, it's called the tarantula hawk. Is the uh, it looks like it's a wasp basically, but they call it the tarantula hawk. If that's not frightening, I don't know what is. No, and they show a picture of I'm hoping it's dead in the guy's hand for scale, and it covers his entire palm. Yeah, like more or less. Yeah. And the stinger itself is about is is a little bit wider than the middle finger. Right. And it looks frightening. So they're saying that literally when you get stung by this wasp, this tarantula wasp, your best bet the, the sting the sting is so electric and like intense because when they sting something, they're they're made to go hunt tarantulas. And so what they do is they'll sting a tarantula, stun it pull it back to the nest, and then lay eggs in it and eat it over um, weeks oh, with wow. the tarantula still kind of being alive. Uh, Paralyzed. Over a, over a small fire? <clears throat> yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's kind of sick um, <laughs> and twisted. But regardless, if it stings a human um, you, for about three minutes, it only lasts about three minutes, but the pain is so intense and electric that you just can't contain yourself. And this guy, Ben Hutchins, is saying that... <clears throat> excuse me, not Ben Hutchins... Justin Schmidt is saying that 
you, your best bet if stung by this wasp is to lie down and scream. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't lie down, you'll probably run around and hurt yourself because you can't control right, what your you're reaction. doing. Because mm-hmm. because the pain is so intense. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's not only just his idea. Uh, it's a peer-reviewed scientific journal where he states his case for the best course of action in such a scenario. Yeah, scientists are saying that your best course of action is to lie down and scream like an idiot. The problem is that it's all great and well to to say you're, you know, in this situation if this happens to you, the best thing to do is to lay down and scream. Right. But that's probably not what anybody's ever going to do actually. They're probably going to just start screaming. I was going to say I could probably do half of that. Yeah. Yeah. I could keep my wits in about half of the equation. Uh they they explain that basically also this 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 wasp is like super fearless <laughs> because they don't they don't have any natural predators basically. Because they're set they have such an effective sting. Like nobody will will mess with them, so they're like they'll just come up and go toe to toe with you if, if you encounter one of them, basically. Hmm. And apparently, they live in the southeastern part of the country, Texas, and further east. I think that's why I live in Kansas. <clears throat> yep. There's no there's no uh, tarantula hawks around here. We've got some poisonous snakes. We've got you know coyotes. Mm-hmm. Some rabbits. Tornadoes. Tornadoes. That's about it. Mm-hmm. Really pretty, pretty, pretty tame. Yeah, uh, but hop, hop on over to podcast.gentleman.com and we'll have uh, a link to this article. You can check out some pictures of the tarantula hawk. Yeah, and the good news is, is that they probably won't go after humans because, like you said, they're fearless, so they don't really care about you. Yeah, they're not going to try to def- defend themselves against you, right? Um, unless you step on them, do not engage. <laughs> do not repeat. <laughs> Stand down. Uh, yeah. So great post. Thank you, Anya Keister. Um, Glenn, have you seen the movie Real Steel? No, I haven't actually. <laughs> I've Who's seen part in that of it. movie? Um, I f- I'm forgetting the premise. Hugh Jackman. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he yeah, yeah becomes. Uh, so our buddy Electro Vista brought this to our attention this week. It's this article's called "Giant Robots from the U.S. and Japan Will Have a Real Fight Next Year." So apparently, the U.S. Uh, the U.S., not the United States. Like, America didn't build this robot. Uh, but these guys started a Kickstarter that failed to build this thing called the Megabot. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a it was a campaign they started a few years ago. It failed. But eventually, with the help of Autodesk, which I assume has something to do with AutoCAD. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what Autodesk is, but apparently it's some company. They funded building this huge robot and it is 12,000 pounds and uh, has a mech paintball cannon that fires giant three pound projectiles at more than 100 miles per hour and it's 15 feet tall Uh, so anyway they're feeling pretty cocky about this functionality that they Mm. have and the size so Japan is actually they've been making uh, robots like big scary robots for like a long time now Yeah, like this country's been founded on giant scary robots so they have one that's 12 feet tall and 9,000 pounds, uh, but it's actually being sold as a product to rich people in Japan. Wait, say that again? They're selling the big They're robots? They're selling the massive robots as a product in Japan. So in, Jap- in Japan, hmm. there are several people, many people apparently, that are willing to pay a bunch of money for a 12-foot, 9,000-pound monster robot. Wow. So it's pretty interesting. Anyway, the point is... The US, it's good for the grandkids. Yeah. The the Megabot uh, threw some smack over at the... Uh, what's the other one called? It's 
Kuratas Kuratas Mech. Uh, the Kuratas Mech, which Kuratas, uh, which they they talk some smack and they said we need to we need to battle this out, and they've agreed to uh, to do this thing. Wow! So it's going to be the I believe the first uh, match of this kind. I, Anywhere. Well, historic. It is. I mean, those are those are some huge. So they they I was one of them holds two people, right? Yes. Like a gunner and a I uh, believe that's the American one. Yeah. Um and apparently the fight will take place in about a year after both ro- robots have been modified for combat. Mo- hmm. Retrofitted to uh, yeah. This is going to be interesting. I hope there's a TV show about it because last weekend we had a family in town and went over to the in-laws house and on the TV, one of the, they just had the TV on in the background and one of the shows that came up on cable was uh, BattleBots. Brian, have you ever seen uh, BattleBots? Oh yeah. Back in the day. Back in the day. Is well, that still going? Yeah. Is it? Really? Yeah. Wow. So, I don't know. I've watched one episode ever. Yeah. And this was the time. So I watched the show and I got sucked in. <laughs> because some people have way too much spare time, mm-hmm. uh, and also they get real into it. Yeah, they get. They also get real edgy. Mm-hmm. You know, they get a little. They take things pretty personal when it comes to their mm. fighting robots, little machines. And um, I could see that. I, I was just thinking about you know you're saying that you know the, the Japanese team kind of took offense, took mm-hmm. slight to the fact that the Americans had, you know. Made this, this usurped their yeah, yeah mm-hmm. because Japan has been founded on giant scary robots, right? And Godzilla and whatnot, mm-hmm. um, and yeah. so yeah, watching BattleBots kind of reinforces that you know maybe 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 people who make robots need to just chill out a little bit. I don't know a lot of aggression there. Maybe it's like pen up. You mm-hmm. know they're gonna expend it all in one fight, battle yeah. royale. I have to say it seems uh, you know. Fifteen thousand pounds, and they're both they're both manned by by a team. I think. Yeah, they actually are both. They have humans inside them. Yeah, which is slightly different than BattleBots, where it's yeah. remote controlled. Right. <laughs> and this is weird because you know, what if one of them falls on the other? Like it's, if something that weighs twelve thousand pounds falls on the nine thousand pound one. I'd imagine there'll be some waivers that have to be signed before I, they can. Uh, I guess, but it's all. I, I'm glad that they're doing this. Yep. I mean, even if they die doing this, it's like well it's done. Worth it. Yeah. Exactly. Totally. Right. In the name of science. Right. I hope <laughs> Spike TV picks this up and. Uh, oh, I'm something. sure. I'm sure somebody will pick this up. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, we'll have to check back on that. See how that goes <laughs> in a year once they get their combat weapons all set up. Well, okay, Brian. Next up, uh, our good buddy Jordan has posted yet another fantastic article. Mm-hmm. And Jordan has linked up the site Neatorama, okay. which is linked up often on Gentleman because it has pretty awesome stuff. Some neat stuff. <clears throat> but this title will blow you away. Woman gets lost in the woods, gives birth, and fights off bees. Mm. Let's just let that sink in for a little bit here. This lady, um, her name is... Amber Pangborn. Ang- Amber Pangborn. What a what a last name there. Yeah, Pangborn. Really <clears throat> it's almost like a. It's like foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Of Oroville, California. <laughs> California. California. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> got lost while driving through the forest in Northern California, 
And Amber was nine and a half months pregnant. Mm. Very, very pregnant and by herself, apparently. Isn't that half a month too much? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So very okay. pregnant. Uh, driving around in the forest in Northern California. Ran out of gas, which, you know, seems like a bad idea. And then she went into labor. Now, to her credit, she gave birth without an epidural, which I know about because that's a thing that people like these days. Mm. Basically numbs the pain and... Anyway, she didn't have any doctors. She gave birth all by her lonesome in the in nature and uh, gave birth alone in the woods, and then she named her daughter Marissa. Mm. Now, that's not where the story ends, Brian. Pangborn <clears throat> thinks that she was, she was attacked by some bees, and uh, Amber believes that it's because they were after her placenta. Right. Um, I don't... I, I can't confirm that bees are uh, attracted to placenta i don't know if that's ever been tested in nature probably ever uh but regardless she thinks that's why the bees attacked her so Mm. (laughs) they stung her and they stung her badly i see um so in order to signal for help she started a fire which turned into a forest fire but regardless she was rescued because of the forest fire they found her and uh yeah, and the baby was fine. That's the important part here, is both oh, she good. and the baby were fine. That's good. Uh, this story reads... I, I, I almost feel like this could be made up. Somebody could be punking us here. Her mother told the LA Times that her nine-month-old pregnant daughter went, on, went to a casino on Wednesday to visit a friend and got a respite from the hot temperatures. Pangborn, she said, was also hoping to induce labor. Her plan worked. Ah... Uh. Are there? Do they put lots of casinos in the forest? I don't know. I don't know, Glenn. There's this, a lot going on in this story, and uh, a lot of moving parts. A lot of moving parts. I uh, I'm glad the kid was. She should have named the kid Thoreau. <laughs> I don't know what she was. Uh, I don't know why. Why would you go on no gas driving around the woods? Pretty much when you're past pregnant by yourself. Yeah, I'd probably. I mean, also. Um, Razorback, I believe, commented on this article, and he said uh, she went to the casino in hopes it might induce labor. Question mark. That's a good question. Uh, that's not one of the traditional. Here, here's the ones I've heard of: um, go for a walk. Mm. Um, I think actually that's the only one I've heard of. Walk a lot. Well, did you? I, you probably aren't up to date on. The latest technology with inducing labor. Uh, it's been a couple years, almost two years since we've had our last Apparently, one. Apparently, things have changed. Now, let's take a walk or go to a casino. Or get lost. Get lost in, in the, the woods. woods. Going to a casino. Mm-hmm. And don't fill your gas tank up before you go on a trip somewhere. Right. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, uh, anyway, have we talked about this one enough? Yes. Are we ready to move on, Brian? I think so. Okay. Uh, Glenn, last week we 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 reviewed a beer called "It's Not Your Father's Root Beer," mm-hmm. and uh, for those of you that missed last week's episode, shame for shame. Yeah, first of all, how dare you do that mm. to us? How will you keep up? We we you really let us down. Second mm. of all, on the episode we talked about "Not Your Father's Root Beer." And it's it's basically a root beer. It's, it tastes exactly like root beer, but it's alcoholic. It's got five point nine percent alcohol, or 
you can buy a big 10 point something percent alcohol thing, which sounds terrible. Or 19.5 percent alcohol. Yeah. Anyway, the point is, me and Glenn started reading through the website, and we were super suspicious about the origin story of this Not Your Father's Root Beer. Because it seemed a little bit too convenient. He had uh-huh. this whole backstory about how he happened upon his great-great-grandfather's recipe. And none of this stuff really added up. Uh, and his, it took two years cooking it in his kitchen with his yeah. son nearby. To, and the, the brewery is called Small Town Brewery. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just didn't, ever, it didn't really seem to make sense. Well, consequently, a couple, like, a couple days after we recorded the podcast, uh, our user Demon uh, linked up this article that said, It's not your father's root beer, but whose is it? And it's all about where where is all this not your father's root beer coming from? Mm-hmm. Certainly not coming from this small town brewery, which is only able to. I think I don't, they had the statistics about how it, how much it was able to make, but it's not even anywhere close to the amount that they're supplying. Mm-hmm. So the question is, where is this coming from? Mm-hmm. And uh, according to the article, I guess it sounds like uh, a couple companies that you might have heard of before are mm. actually behind the manufacture and distribution mm-hmm. of said root beer. So basically, Small Town Brewing is a, th- is a real brewing company, but mm-hmm. they can only create the equivalent of 2,500 bottles of beer per year. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you've noticed, but this Not Your Father's Root Beer is being distributed all over the country, mm-hmm. um, way more than I would say 2,500 100 bottles because that would be super short run. So where's all the rest of it coming from? Well, apparently the label for not your father's root beer was registered by a company called Fusion with a PH. Fusion. Um, Fusion. Um, small town brewing's Illinois state business registration lists Fusion's Chicago offices as its main address. Okay. Uh, small Town and Fusion share the same director of strategic marketing. Okay, so we're pulling the thread here. Uh, and tellingly, Small Town Brewery's own website lists a, a contract address that is the same as Fusion's. Okay, that's okay. Um, so who is who's this company, Fusion? What? Okay. How, you know, I've never heard of this company, Fusion, mm-hmm. but I have heard of one of their beverages that they made. <laughs> it's called Four Loco. <laughs> so, if, you, if you've never heard of Four Loco, boom, boom, boom. Uh, Four Loco is a company that got in a lot of hot water recently because they had this beverage with a bunch of extra caffeine or something, and it was causing people health problems. Yeah, it, it was. And it got banned. <laughs> It was like no dose and alcohol. No, wasn't there alcohol in it too? Oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. You had to go buy a liquor store. I never had any of this stuff. I honestly never tried it. But yeah, I I, I like my caffeine and my alcohol separate. Um, but yeah, it had like ridiculous amounts of caffeine, and then it was like it was like Mountain Dew or more than Mountain Dew. Yeah. Plus alcohol. Yeah. Plus other weird things. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah, I think it was like notable for causing health problems for people, basically. Yeah, heart murmurs and whatnot. So anyway, this company, uh, they're making this at the same plant that things like Mike's Hard Lemonade and Smirnoff, Smirnoff Ice is being produced at. And My favorite, personally. Yeah, they're cranking it out. Smirnoff. And basically, how those drinks are made, apparently, is they, they use some special process to basically cook the, the taste of the alcohol out of the liquid. <laughs> and then they just, they and then they like pump it back in and put... The flavoring on top of the, you know, the tasteless alcohol, basically. And that's how those drinks are, you know, taste so refreshing. Um, So anyway, 
it's it's weird because if you read the article, like this guy's in some big shot PR headquarters in New York, and they're doing the interview with him, and he's like, "Oh yeah, you know the you know the fake backstory about how he just happened upon the recipe, and then he perfected it over two years, and you know all this stuff." Like, yeah, maybe this other company might be producing some of it, but it's all according to my recipe and all this stuff. And it's like uh, I don't think that any of that stuff is actually true. Yeah, and also the PR the, I guess there was a PR rep on the phone call with him. Mm. Okay, so this is a great little piece by philly.com, right? And the investigative investigative reporter, mm. his name is Joe Sixpack. Okay. The Daily News beer reporter. Mm. And Joe Sixpack was on a call. Now, this is legit. This actually this article is legit even mm-hmm. though his name is not. Right. But he was on a call with the founder of uh, Not Your Father's Root Beer and his PR agency and so on the call, he at, the reporter asks, "What what is? Can you talk a little bit about the process of how the root beer is made?" Mm-hmm. And the PR rep says, "Um, <clears throat> that's proprietary. Uh, right. We can't talk about that." Right. And I mean, it, it, she'd been silent the whole time, and all of a sudden, oh, 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 we yeah. can't really talk about that. that, right. that, that. And uh, anyway, the the. The owner kind of deflects a little bit and says, "Well, it's it's alcohol and root beer, of course. Yeah, <laughs> no big deal. Um, and far loco. Yeah. So, so anyway, there's something weird going on with this stuff. Uh, we liked it. We tried it. We liked it. Um, but we didn't like the disingenuous marketing that that was going on. It was it, all. It, it all seems like a big facade, basically. It was like multiple facades. Yeah. Like." Three weird backstories and <clears throat> yeah, I, but you know what, man? We, we have we have a man on the ground looking out for us, and that's our member demon here, that's who, true. Is, who has thoughtfully posted this link, and we would not have known about. We we knew it. We deep down we knew it, yeah. Brad. But now we know the facts. Well, because it's not very subtle. Nope. <clears throat> I mean, it seems like right in your face that this is not a real huh. story. And the truth shall set you free. So anyway. We'll we'll keep on this. We're going to find out about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can't be recommending not your father's root beer and have it not be a real company. Not your father's four loco. Apparently not. Um, okay, Glenn. Well, anyway, we're going to get back to that at some point. Okay. But for now, that's just the update we have this week. Man, yeah, controversy erupts. Wow. Oh. <laughs> um, okay, Glenn. Well, now it's time for the gentleman toast of the week. Mm. And. I just wanted to... I found out today... I was heartbroken. <clears throat> I was absolutely heartbroken. I'm sorry, I'm getting a little choked up. Okay, you okay there? I uh, I found out... A few weeks ago that... <clears throat> just let it out. Harry Shearer was going to leave The Simpsons. No. And... Uh, no, he wasn't. Harry Shearer is the... He... I don't know if you know this, Glenn, but he provided the voices for Principal Skinner, Kent Brockman, Mr. Burns, Waylon Smithers, Ned Flanders, Reverend Lovejoy, Dr. Hibbert, Lenny Leonard, Otto Mann, Rainer Wolfcastle, and Dr. Marvin Monroe, among many others. <laughs> so, if you're a fan of The Simpsons like I am, this was a crushing blow. We yeah. can't have somebody, some other voice actor yes. doing those characters. Mr. Burns? That's, you can't do that. Right. Um, so, anyway, Glenn... Uh, I was heartbroken about this. Uh, apparently, there was a a argument over Harry Shearer wanted to do uh, other stuff. He said it wasn't about money. He said he wanted to do other projects, and he wanted the freedom in his contract to be able to do other projects, and that they, for the first time, would not allow him to wow to do other stuff. Now he's been doing the show since 1989. Mm-hmm. 
Man. It's a long time. Yeah, it is. Uh, and Mr. Shearer is 71 years old. Mm-hmm. Really. So... Uh, he was a young Turk when he started. Yeah, yes. But anyway, Glenn. Thankfully, the good news is, uh, and I'm the reason why I wanted to toast Terry Shearer this week is because not only has he done amazing work on The Simpsons for the last thirty years, but he <clears throat> he came to terms with the Fox Network, and he is going to be continuing to provide the voices for all those characters <sighs> for the future. Excellent. That's like half the characters. Yeah. Yeah. I or mean. More. What would you do? You just have episodes with Maggie, Bart, yeah. Lisa, Homer, Marge. Well, they, they say you're going to hire somebody else to do the voices, and I just don't... I don't think that's the same thing. They're going to hire basically a Harry Shearer impersonator? I think they probably would have had to hire a few different people to do those voices. Wow. I even saw this thing where some guy tried to do a video to audition to replace some of the stuff. But even he, when he was doing his audition, he was like, well, you'll notice I didn't do a few of the characters, and the reason why is I can't do them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. It, it would have been terrible, Glenn. Mm. It definitely would have been terrible. Uh, but thankfully, tragedy has been averted. Uh, Harry Shearer, obviously, also has done a ton of stuff in his career. My favorite is probably Spinal Tap. Spinal Tap. I mean, yeah. I love the Simpsons stuff and the Spinal Tap stuff. Yep. Uh, Spinal Tap is one of those movies that I, I don't think... There's a single other movie out there that has so many gags in it that make me laugh every time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, usually if you're watching a movie, there's two or three things where you laugh, you know, but that movie from start to finish has, is just chock full of comedy excellence. I just love that style. And I think it's, uh, you know, like A Mighty Wind and mm-hmm. Best of Show. Do you ever see yeah. Best of Show? Mm-hmm. Like the whole, I love the whole style. And I think it influenced a lot of the yeah. comedy that came right. after that, you know? Right. Um, the moving camera. The moving like camera. The, yeah. Exactly. And all the kind of just straight ahead jokes that are like straight played and... The you know. interviews. Mm-hmm. Now the interview people. I think like if you watch The Office or that right. style, it's super yeah. popular now. It's true. It's true. Where you cut to interviews and you go back to the action right. and cut to the interviews. Mm-hmm. And, right. Ah, I love it. I, I, I crack up to Spinal Tap. Great movie. But man... <laughs> Simpsons wouldn't be the Simpsons without Harry Shearer. No, it would not. You were saying he makes three hundred thousand an episode. That's what he took a pay cut. He's down to three hundred thousand an episode. Whoa, 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 whoa! What was he making before? Well, apparently, a few years ago, twenty thirteen, the whole cast renegotiated a four hundred thousand dollars per episode price. Hmm. Fox came back to him and said, "We're going to cancel the show. We can't afford to pay everybody four hundred thousand dollars an episode. We're not making enough money on it." So all the actors agreed to take a pay cut down to $300,000 an episode. That was very decent of them. I, yeah. I mean, that takes a lot of heart to be able to do that. That's right about what we make per episode of the podcast. Pretty, pretty much. Yeah. Very, I mean, very similar. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think, you know, me negotiating with my agent, you right, know, right, going to the right, brass. Right. We're going to cancel the podcast. Oh, yeah. fine. $300,000 <laughs> a week. 300000 oh. pennies. Pennies. If that. Hey, pennies? Yeah. Uh, pesos. Pesos, yeah. That's what... <laughs> that's what it is. Um, well, anyway. Well, anyway. <laughs> Enough about dealing with finances. That's true. Um, <clears throat> so, anyway, a toast to Harry Shearer. To Harry. What a guy. Looking forward to many more years of the uh, him voicing Ned Flanders. Okay, Glenn. Well, it's time for the... Uh, Hot buddy. Topic. Uh, and this week, Glenn... I found out that there's a new holiday this okay. summer. Oh, what is it? I don't know if we get off work for it or not. I'm not sure. 
It's it's a brand know. new holiday. It's taking the world by storm. Okay. Um, it's called Prime Day. Prime, Prime Day it sounds Canadian. It kind of does sound Canadian, actually. Um, th- this is originating right here in the USA. Oh. And it's just it's it's a juggernaut. It's taking the world over. July fifteenth. Okay. I'm excited about this. Okay. Um, July fifteenth. It's supposed to be bigger than Black Friday. So it's a shopping holiday. It's a shopping holiday. Hmm. And this is. Uh, Amazon, you know, much like Valentine's Day mm-hmm. back in the day, greeting card companies are like, we need a holiday to like sell some more stuff. So they came up with Valentine's Day. What? That's a fabricated holiday? Yeah. Where do you Man. think Valentine's Day came from? I knew it was useless. Exactly. So oh. much like this, uh, Amazon. I, mean, I love my wife. Amazon says, you know, let's uh, let's create a new holiday. Mm. And we will. It'll be just like Black Friday, except it'll be better. We're going to offer better deals than Black Friday, and that's how we're going to bill it. And more deals. And we're going to call it Prime Holiday, Prime Day, Prime Day. Uh, like Prime Rib. Well, Prime something. Uh, Sony McGlenn, Amazon. This is a real thing. Amazon on July fifteenth, uh, midnight, July fifteenth. They are going to kick off their deals, and they're going to have new deals every ten minutes. Until the end of the day. Just going to... Wow. Just cr- go crazy with it. Wow. So, I... I'm. What do you think about this, Glenn? So, the question is, why does... Does does Amazon deserve to make its own holiday? Are they that... Do they deserve... Are they that big of an entity to... I think they are. ...create their own holiday? I think holiday? they just did. They just did. I mean, is this going to be every year? It's going to be July fifteenth, Prime they, Day. They say that it's to it's to to honor the twentieth anniversary of Amazon. Maybe. Yeah, they started in ninety five. I think so that would make sense. So, um, yeah, it's it's some wow. anniversary. It's some anniversary that they're celebrating the twentieth anniversary of something. So, well, let me let me say this, Brian. I love me some Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, subscribed for maybe three years now, mm-hmm. two or three years. Mm-hmm. Um, I buy enough stuff from Amazon that it makes sense with the shipping. Yeah, okay? we watch enough stuff on Amazon Prime mm. that it makes sense for the because we we're, we're cord cutters. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> uh, anyway, and they're you know they've got some good shows. They've got some. Um, you, know, you can watch some movies and stuff like that, so that's helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems like they just keep pushing out more things through Amazon Prime, sweetening the pot to mm-hmm. entice people to sign up. And now they're making this big push about join Amazon Prime, and you can be part of Prime Day. Right. So here's my thing. Mm-hmm. Knowing that I love Amazon Prime, is it a holiday if you have to join a membership to be a part of it? Uh... I don't know. I mean, I mean, your point about card makers making uh, making up Valentine's Day. I mean, this is the same thing. This is the exact same thing. Yeah, except it's one company. Yep. Uh, but one of the biggest. So I don't know how I feel about this, Brian. I don't know if I'll be participating. Well, I mean, you have to think Amazon had a pretty strong hand in creating Black Friday. You know what I mean? Well. If you look at the origin story of Black Friday, mm-hmm. Amazon's probably heavily in there. Is Black Friday a holiday? Well, I don't it's know. It's basically just like 
celebrating greed yeah. <laughs> and stupidity. I hate Black Friday. I do too. <laughs> but I But, but we this... can't. We can't hate Black Friday. Right. Because in 2011, we found a gentleman on Black Friday. That's right. We weren't making deal. We weren't buying deals. We were... We were sticking it to the man. That's right. Um, so, yeah, I don't like Black Friday, but I got sucked into it last year. Mm-hmm. I actually did. I actually bought some online stuff. It's you, much better now. Online. Online. Totally. fine. Totally, totally fine. Sanctioned and everything. Um... So I don't know. I'm gonna. I've got it marked on my calendar, July fifteenth, on midnight, July fifteenth. I'm gonna be up. So you're gonna be up at midnight. Be ready for this thing. Okay, I want out. you to text me the deals that are happening at midnight. Okay, all night. And I'm in every ten minutes. Ah, <laughs> uh, hmm. if I don't reply, mm. it's not because I'm not checking my texts. Mm-hmm. It's because I'm I'll thinking about. Th- if I don't answer, it's not because I'm. Call your landline. If yep. if my landline doesn't pick up. And sounds disconnected. Um, <laughs> well, this is interesting. Anyway, this will be this will be a litmus test. So, what happens now if this, if that Prime Day does Walmart come out with Walmart Day? I don't know. Somebody surely will. I, I know. That's how these things work. They're copycats. Amazon's getting all weird. It's like they're getting into this like psychedelia or something. They're doing all these like weird experiments with drones and Alexa and. Uh, Creating holidays and uh, the grocery delivery service. Yeah, like, Amazon Now. Yeah, Amazon. Yeah, Is exactly. It like Amazon Now. Something Google like now? that. It's uh, where you 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 hit a button and it does just deliver something. Yeah, the the, the two buttons, hour delivery. The two hour delivery. Yeah, some markets have Prime two hour delivery. Not us though. Not in the flyover Not states. In Kansas. It's two week delivery here. You know what? Two week. <laughs> You mean you'll deliver it in two, two weeks? weeks. <laughs> That's awesome. It's like we're living in New York City. New York City. <laughs> uh, it's not like that in Kansas. It's not. We get we have two days, okay? We have, we have two minute delivery. Right? By horseback. Yeah. Probably it's the called the barter stuff. system. The barter system. Um, hey, how, how much you want for that lawnmower? <laughs> I'll give you uh Is it Prime Friday? <laughs> um yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens with this, Glenn. Mm. I don't know if it's going to be a one-time thing or not, but they sucked me in. I've, ever since I, I bought I bought the Amazon Echo, you know? Mm-hmm. And I love it. It's great. It's really well thought out. It's very good execution. And, you know, I have a, I've had a... We were talking earlier. We, I've had a Kindle for a long time. Mm-hmm. Again, really... You know, sometimes companies... There are some companies you just can't trust. Oh, like... Uh, Walmart? No, 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 oh, okay. no, no. no. I, I'm talking about tech companies that build gadgets. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> so, some companies create pretty sketchy early adopter phones things. or yeah. you know just bad stuff. Like mm-hmm. Amazon, the stuff that I've gotten them from them, technology wise, they've always been pretty. It's been pretty good. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I bought. You have the kit or the. Uh, um, Fire Stick? The Fire Stick. Yeah. I have the Fire Stick. I love that thing. Mm-hmm. It's like a hundred times better than the Roku. Yeah. At least. Mm-hmm. Um, Kindle, I use my Kindle all the time. And I have an older Kindle and I still love it. Just the paper, or the, um, 
I don't think I think it's before the paperweight stuff. I think yeah, it's just a straight up display. Mine's all. I, we were talking earlier. Like I don't use it that much, but because I read a lot of programming books, and mm-hmm. a lot of the programming books have diagrams and stuff like that in them. <laughs> yeah, that they don't need, translate well. Yeah, they don't really translate well to the uh, stuff. So I'm either I'm either reading the programming books or like kids books, and so it's like the per, the pictures don't come through. Mm-hmm. So you know I can't. That, that doesn't make sense for me. I can't read. You know I just don't read. Anything else besides that? Mm-hmm. It's either Cat in the Hat or Cat the Hat. How to build, uh, you know, Green Eggs and Ham. Yeah, exactly. Um, so anyway, how to, yeah. build, how to build a desk? Yeah. So, uh, but yeah. So Amazon's doing some. I, I like their. I like their stuff. I like this Amazon Echo. Yep. If anybody's wondering about the Amazon Echo, I like it. I think it's pretty cool. That said, I got it for ninety nine dollars, mm-hmm. and now it's like one hundred seventy some or something. Mm. Like that. I don't know. So I wouldn't pay one hundred seventy five dollars for it, but for a hundred bucks, it's pretty cool. I don't know, man. The the automation stuff weirds me out. Yeah, it is kind of weird. I, I'm just creeped out by it. I just mm-hmm. I don't know. There's some things I don't mind doing manually, and I'm not to say that it's bad or anything. I just yeah, I don't know. I just can't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. So I don't know we if should, I'll be getting an Amazon Echo. We should do a hot button topic about um, having things with like microphones and cameras like around yeah, your, your house. Your house is wired. Pretty your much. Your house is yeah. Mm-hmm. Is uh, in the cloud as they speak. Yeah. No, no, no. Not even that. It's it's a smart a smart home. Sort of. It's not uh, when I'm in it. <laughs> yeah, IQ drops a little bit. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. We should we should talk about that. Yeah. So okay. the, the Amazon Echo has a microphone in it mm-hmm. that's on all the time because you have to be able to wake it with your voice. Mm-hmm. So you know, and then I've got the Xbox uh, Xbox One that has the audio and video stuff going on where they it's recording us now. <laughs> you know, we're yeah. sitting in front of it. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it's kind of a it's a weird. It's a weird thing. I don't know. Uh, it's, uh, I don't know. More tech, less privacy, I guess, is what, what it comes down to. Yeah. Who needs privacy anyway? Yeah. It's I put all my photos up on uh, iCloud. I uh, I don't I don't mind. Take a gander. <laughs> my Take room. a gander. <laughs> whatever, you know. <gasps> he's out there, Jerry. <laughs> and he's loving it. <laughs> all right, well, we'll find out on July 15th. Um, which is only a few days away. I'm intrigued. I will check it out. I'm gonna I check it out. Check too. it out. Yeah, because they, yeah, they're not they're not releasing in any of the deals. They're not going to give you any, you know, idea about what they're going to do. It's so under lockdown. They're they're enticing me to want to come back and see what that's all about. So that's that's just in a, a few days here. Okay. So we we'll we'll have to we'll have to check back on that when we when we mm-hmm. buy all our stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, Glenn. Well, it's time for the final segment. Uh, Already? Question from the gentleman mailbag. Uh, okay. And we were talking about Harry Shearer earlier mm-hmm. and The Simpsons and got us thinking. Mm. Uh, what, what's your favorite Simpsons character of all time? Mm. It's like picking your children. Yeah, it really you know? is. Yeah. I was thinking back when I first was... I remember the first year that Simpsons came out. I was a young lad, mm. tender age. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing it for the first time. And I saw all the Bart Simpson. Uh, I had, a, I think, I want to say I had like a Bart Simpson T-shirt mm. and a Bart Simpson skateboard. Mm. I mean, I was awesome. Yeah. And uh, and so growing up, I loved Bart Simpson because right. I wanted to be Bart. He was the coolest right. guy. Right. Then I come to find out that he's actually voiced by a lady. Yes. A petite lady. Mm-hmm. And it and it wasn't that doesn't bother me, but it definitely changes. You think you understand something, right? And you don't. Mm-hmm. And it, and it, but anyway, so I went through this metamorphosis. And 
I believe if I had to choose, I'm gonna I'm gonna break it down into two categories. Uh, the like a regular character, and then the one off character. <clears throat> right. The the the. What am I thinking, what am I thinking over here? Um, this is the lesser known. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's once in a while. Not, yeah, yeah. Can't think of the word, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so a regular character is easily Ned Flanders. Right. Flanders kills me almost right. every time. Mm-hmm. Um, again, a Harry Shearer Shear, mm-hmm. uh, character. Mm-hmm. And then if I had to do like a, a one-off character or a character that's not very common, right. it'd be Groundskeeper Willie. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, I love mm-hmm. Groundskeeper Willie. Yep. And I don't know who voices him. Probably the guy who does Homer Simpson. I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't think it's Harry Shearer, but I'm not I'm not sure. He doesn't do Homer, does he? No. Okay, yeah. I probably um, figured out, but I'm not sure. Yeah, Groundskeeper Willie is definitely a classic. Um, what about you? If I, I if I had to choose, I would do. I would probably go. Yeah, definitely Ned Flanders is up there. I would go Mr. Burns. Mr. Burns. Um, I think. I think the thing that makes the characters funny is when you can relate or not relate, but you can. They remind you of people that you've met or you know whatever, and. Uh, you can just, I mean, with like, I can't really relate as much to the Ned Flanders <laughs> character, but I can, re- I can really relate to the, you know, oh, like the the crazy diabolical, diabolical, you know, <laughs> weird business <laughs> guy. You know, it's just like it just it really resonates with me for some reason. I don't know if I've ever met anybody like that. I probably haven't, but um, just that whole idea of the ruthless businessman and, and the extreme they take it to is pretty pretty good um if i had to go with a le- lesser character groundskeeper willie's probably the best um i would go with somebody like snake snake yeah snake is the the bandit that shows up ultra pretty rarely he's got like the the coiffed hair oh and he's like, yeah know, yeah uh, yeah i'm so gonna kill you yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah, guy yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. I just I, any any of his little appearances are pretty pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Um. So I, I'm a big fan of the, of him as a bit part. I don't know if you count Apu as a bit. I don't think so. He's he's pretty fairly regular. Yeah. He's that. That's a great character too. He's good. Hank Azaria. He's the one who does a, a bunch of the voices as well. Oh, I see. He does Apu and he does. Uh, I just looked it up while you while you were mm-hmm. talking about yours. Uh. Um. Groundskeeper Willie is done by Dan Castellina, oh. the guy who does Homer. So, oh, okay, interesting. Which makes sense because they yeah. sound kind of similar. But have you ever seen any of the people, the voice actors, actually doing the voices? Yes, it's crazy. I, I, it's so hard for me to imagine because I've watched just the characters. I think I've seen maybe Harry Shearer do his, do his stuff. Yeah, and that kind of makes sense to me because I've heard his voice before, mm-hmm. and it sounds like his voice is similar to a lot of his characters. And you've seen him on the screen. Yeah. So it right. Yeah. I never watched the Homer Simpson guy do Homer Simpson. I, I watched them. They had like a cast reunion or something on like it was on YouTube, but I think they were on Oprah or something like that, where they all kind of did. They're like, "Who are you?" And they're like, "Well, this is my name." They're like, "No, no, no. Who are you?" Oh, well, I'm Homer on the show, right? And then they have them do, you know, they have them uh, do parts as Homer or whatever. And it uh, it, it blew my mind watching. Uh, I can't remember her name. She's she's an actress, but does 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 other stuff as well. Right. But the one who does Bart mm. uh, is it Nancy Cartwright? Maybe yeah, I can't I can't remember. Is she the one that does Marge? Or I don't know. I don't. Well, anyway, um, she she uh, yeah. It was just it just 
I don't know. Disconcerting. It was. It mm. was. Because I thought Bart was this rebel, you know, 10-year-old, maybe yeah. 10, 8, 10, 12-year-old yeah, kid. Like yeah. Pretty smart move with uh, a, a girl doing the voice, though, because it's something that, you exactly. know, it, it makes sense, and they've been able to do it for so long. Could have fooled me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's true. But yeah, watching the guy do Homer, Dan, Dan Kesselina, mm-hmm. do Homer is pretty interesting. Yeah, I should watch that. I should look up some YouTube video about that. They, they have Hank Azaria doing a poo. It's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I have to check it out. Yeah, I own like, I don't know, I want to say like eight or nine epi- or seasons on DVD. Really? Yeah, I'm, I'm a pretty big fan. And I, I've been finding myself, you know... I kind of stopped watching it for. I kind of stopped watching it for the last ten years or something like that. Yeah, but um, recently with the FXX thing, which is like Simpsons all the time, um, the FXX network. It literally is Simpsons all the time. It's it's part. It's like I want to say like a third of their programming is Simpsons. <laughs> so they just what they do is they have I think it's like five days a week. Okay. And from, you know, like tonight, it was probably like from 6 to 11 is Simpsons. And then it's something else and then paid programming. And then like, you know, the next day it's like 6 to 11. (laughs) On the weekends, it's like all, you know, you sit there for all afternoon and watch stuff. And they mix them up too. So it's kind of nice because they'll they'll pick a theme. Oh, okay. Like they'll do like all stories about road trips and it'll be like seven episodes about road trips. And so it's... uh, it's pretty. I mean, I end up sitting just like sitting on the couch watching it for like ever, basically, because it's so entertaining. I mean, I've never been so like. There's never been a show that I've watched that I could just consistently sit back and just you know watch like that. I, I can't think of any other show I could sit back and do that too. So, I can. I, I have shows like that, that. If they're on, I'll do it, but not ones that. Not ones like that. I know. I know what you're talking about. They have like 30 years of episodes to draw on too. I, I mean, know. And that's the thing is that there's so much variation in it because there's so many, you know. And the old ones compared to the new ones. Yeah. And- mm-hmm. I will say, though, I get kind of bummed out. I can tell, like, they have the newer intro on the newer ones and the, the animations, like, you can tell the difference between the two. Like, when you're seeing an, an old episode, you know, because the intro is completely different. And so whenever the new intro comes on and it's going to be a new intro episode, I'm like, oh. Because oh, I, like yeah, I like the old I like the old ones, too. Yeah. I don't know if that's just me, but I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. So. We do know that the, the creator, Matt Groening, made a lot of American dollars. Hmm. Yeah. Off of. I'm pretty sure. I don't even think he. I doubt he does anything with the show much anymore. I think he's getting into virtual reality. Telepathy. Telepathy. Huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Him and Zuckerberg. Yeah. No, I think he's still involved with the show, right? I mean, I think he's an executive, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But I imagine he doesn't do any of the writing. Or... Right. Who knows? He might. But yeah. I would imagine after 30 years. Yeah. Not going to be like us, though, Brian. 30 years of this mm. podcast is just starting it. That's right. We're early into year two. We're in it to win it. Right. So we got 22 more years, or 28 more years to go. What episode was it? 60... 67. Mm-hmm. 67. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's we're getting up there. Yeah, it's true. Sixty-seven episodes. So if we were the Simpsons, we would be. Uh... This would be like season three, I think. Okay. All right, so we're just hitting our form. Yeah. Well, I can live with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're saying it's not going to get any better? 
Uh, maybe. I don't know. I think The Simpsons got better after... Okay. So okay. We, we, still, we could still get better. Lots of shows don't, though, after season three. I know. Lots of shows get canceled after season three. Whew. No pressure there. Yeah. Well, on that note, Brian, shall we end this, uh, this yeah, mug? Yeah, let's, let's just cut it off right Cut it right Yeah, let's here. just stop to keep the... <clears throat> right here. Yeah. Um, okay, Glenn. <laughs> well, that was episode 67. I'm Glenn Sansbury. I am Brian McKinney. Thank you guys for listening to episode 67. We will talk to you guys next week. Good evening and good night.